You're listening to Postgrad Depression, where we discuss this week's current hyperfixation. My name's Mariah, and my fun fact is I have a taco date on Tuesday. Damn, that Virgo rising horoscope is actually coming true <laughs> the past six months, telling you. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe now that the planets are direct. Um, my name's Kenzie, and I'm about to get a monarch squishmallow <laughs> from Walgreens because Maya's buying it for me. My name is Kaylin. My favorite uh, Zelda video game is Twilight Princess. I still gotta get around to playing Twilight Princess. I'm still ahead of you. I've literally played till I saw the monkeys with the butt cheeks, and I was like, "Damn, bro!" <laughs> I I played the the stadium yeah, right yeah, past bro. that, but that <laughs> Damn, man came bro. out dancing. He said, "Y'all have eaten like the the deep story parts of it." Yes, I have. Well, yeah, you you more than Mariah. Yeah. Nothing happens when you see the butt cheeks. Well, I got past that. I got to that dark little cave thing that you've done. I played pa- right past that, I think. Dark little cave thing? Yeah, where you keep going the water, and you're like, going like this. I don't know. I have to point it out. I don't I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. Quite far now. So yeah, I know that, know. but it was like, I can't put a finger on it. Or even when you were like, I got past when you were the wolf link, and then back to human, Zelda, or human link, and then back to wolf link, and I stopped playing for that. Uh... Oh, when you're looking for the Tears of Light in Kakariku Village. I think so. I don't know. I just didn't like the yep. back and forth. So, it was stressing me out. But to be fair, I also just don't beat any of the Zelda games. I just like playing them and I don't want them to end. I know. I can't wait, though, because like, it'll be like three years down the podcast. I'll be like, my friends finally beat Twilight Princess, so I can finally talk about my favorite Zelda game. I just don't want them to end because, like, I enjoy playing. And that's why I think, like, it's dumb that Breath of the Wild is an open world game, but, like, when you beat it, that's it. Like, why can't I just play? Well, why can't I go after. back and play in? I thought once you beat Ganon, the game ends, the credits roll. No, actually, when you beat Ganon, it actually takes you back to your very last save point right before you beat Ganon. It's kind of dumb. It's dumb. I feel like I should just be allowed to beat Ganon and I keep playing. Yeah. I, Twilight Princess is a little dumber because, like, after you beat him, you go back to right before you beat him again, and there's nothing else to do in that game, uh, yeah, really, besides to unlock wrong. everything. Like, all there is to do is beat Ganon. Whereas in Breath of the Wild, if you haven't unlocked all the shrines, found all the Korax seeds, done all the side quests, then you still have a lot to do. They should do. just never end that game, like Genshin. It's never gonna end. Yeah, they should just keep expanding it. I actually got super emotional the first time I beat Twilight Princess. I was like, what do I do with it? I was just a little kid. I was, like, walking around my grandma's house, like, what is this? I feel like with today's technology and like how DLCs and expansions work, like literally, like how many times, like once every two months, there's an update on Genshin. They could just do that with like all games now. Well, Wait. that's because the actual story with Genshin isn't even done. You know, like yeah. But they do add tons of stuff. They add these events. That what if the game was already finished? Every country was already made, et cetera, et cetera. They'd still have events. They'd have events. They'd have. They'd make up new side quests for you to do. They might add like a prequel type story where you can do something else. Like they wouldn't stop because Genshin's into it. Oh yeah. You're like too much of my money. Too much of my money. Please stop. With, with Genshin, there is no post credit depression because like it never ends. I would, Twilight I Princess. would argue that when you beat a, a an Archon, there is some post credit depression. There is. The world yeah, today. yeah. There's still more stuff to do on the continent. But, but it's, it's a whole like, different map. It makes me so sad. What do you mean a whole? Not different really map? map, but like I remember when you beat Brian Sugar and you were like, "This is what like after I, I you can't oh, tell me what it was like before." Oh yeah, I mean before it was raining all the time. I still rains a lot on that damn island. Islands. But, like, before, I, like, didn't know the story. I kind of feel like a person with no family when I'm just running around these islands. I'm like, what's the purpose? I mean, you ain't got a family. <gasps> <laughs> oh, 
But anyways, you get what I'm saying? I'm like, if I already beat the Archon and I beat the main story quest, although there's tons of fucking things that I need to do to get, mm-hmm. like, materials and, gold, like, lessons and stuff like that, I'm like, what's the point? So I've decided to not beat the Archon story until I do a majority of the map because that was... Mm-hmm. What what had happened? You were excited. Was I wasn't strong enough to be right in Shogun or even attempt the beginning of her story arc. But I went to Leeway. I beat the entire country of Leeway. I did all the side quests. I obviously there's probably some more chests there I could probably get. But I've I've, I've I've like I've combed through that fucking place. Mm-hmm. All right, and I don't have any other quests in Leeway. So then when I went back to Inazuma, my adventure rank was high as fuck. My characters were high as fuck. I started take doing the Archon quest. Doing it so quickly, and then I got to ride in Shogun and beat the shit out of her. I was like, I think you oh, were just shit. excited because you like you met Yoimika Yo and you were like, please tell me more about Ryan Shogun. Yeah, I met Yoimika and she was telling me about Ryan Shogun, and I wasn't strong enough, so I was like, I'll come back. And then I came back, and it only took a couple steps to beat her. I was like, fuck. It's okay. We haven't even touched Sumeru yet. We'll get there. I know. <laughs> slow and steady wins the race, and you enjoy. And when you do the side quests, like I remember you were doing uh, the side quests, and it was like so far back, you were like, I already know all this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Caitlin just like she was like, I will defeat Child. I will skip every single step and I will go straight I to the altar side guy. Any other side quests? <laughs> I will do the main quest until it brings me to Child, and then I will eat my way to the top. <laughs> I still can't believe you did that shit. You missed out on so much. You really did. Well, you know, I did it out of Scorpio Moon spite because Kinsey, I could tell <laughs> she wanted to watch me fail. She wanted to watch me drop I and did, die because I. <laughs> expected you to okay who comes to a fucking fight with that much food like guys i'm She's not like, kidding i've got kaching and uh what the fuck's the water bitch uh i can't think of your name no i didn't have kakomi oh, at the she's moment like, i've got kaching i'm unstoppable no what she says i have pockets and pockets of food it was and it, she went breath of wild level crazy like she yeah, foraged she, she went and found yeah i food. will say before i i didn't prepare food for child you were running around doing the story quest, and I was like, let's see what foods I can mix in. And uh, like, I taught you how to process, like, salt and spices and ham. Like, I taught you how to process It don't matter. It don't matter when you're strong. You don't right. have to feed yourself and when I was you're like, strong. I was like, Thank hmm, you. if I put these foods together, it gives me an attack buff, which I was using that one over and over again. Because if I didn't have the attack buff, I would have never j- done any the, damage the to child. parcels? Yeah. And then I just dodged. I Imagine was like, if you had to be child today with your with Ryan Shogun. How fast did bitch him? get over here? Because I was like, if I get hit by him, I die. So if I move and he can't hit me, I don't die. And then if I eat this food and then hit him, it does damage as if I was leveled up. Honestly, I'd bring my Zhongli. I'd put that shield on. I'd be like, fuck off. Now I can walk right up next to you, bitch. And I'd get Ryan choking out and I'd like slap that boy silly. You'd get the, you'd get the wand and you'd be like, cry phone. louder. Cry louder. Because <laughs> he was on the phone and I was like, yeah, man, I got like halfway through his health. Oh, he already transformed. Yeah, I just got a little bit more to go. And she was like, Talking this casual? She was not doing it quickly. The fight no, took, took forever. forever. I do remember you, you guys both took like, forever. She's like, I got through it again. Like, I think I just need some more food. Like, let me go get some more you food. Like, just go do one some more time. No, I, I got a first attempt. No, you got your second attempt. That yeah, was first I think you stopped. I know it was your second attempt. No, I swear to God. I'm was. pretty sure I remember you telling me you stopped to make more food. Yep. Uh uh-uh. uh. You oh did. no! Before I went in, I was like, "Let me go get more food." It was I not like your you, first not attempt. You died, but you were like, "I made you go in there the first time, and you you died." But you had a lot of food, so then you left, got a bunch of food, came back, and you did it all in that next try. I, I know this is the was, way I remember it. I remember you saying, "Go fight Childy," and I was like, "Let me grab some food, like like make sure I, it's all cooked." Cause I had food, just had to prepare it. Ran into the building, like that's how I remember, it, and I didn't leave. Um, Kinsey, what do you what did you show us this week? 
Um, I showed us you guys. Um, <laughs> Howl's Moving Castle from Studio Ghibli. Adorable film. An adorable film. Yes, yes. Um, I said in the last episode at the end that this is my favorite Studio Ghibli movie. Uh, when I first found it, I feel like there's several. I don't know if our listeners feel this way or if you guys feel this way. Actually, I know if you guys feel this way. But <laughs> when you find something in your youth that just excites you so much, I'm talking like your, you can feel your nerve endings like on fire whenever you think about it, talk about it. Maybe that's the autism. Like I don't it rewired know. you. Yeah, like, and I could watch that movie so many times, talk about it, think about it, and it just made me so excited. And I think for me, I love seeing love in movies or books or stories that reflect the way I feel love because I feel like there's many love stories or, you know, you know, stories in romance genres that I don't really connect with or I don't, as a demisexual person, I feel like it's not what I need mm. to see and feel love, etc. So watching Houseman Castle, like their chemistry, the way they talk to each other, their patience with one another, um, really was what was so romantic to me. And they had such chemistry, but mm. they were just, being people together they were just getting to know one another in a very like i don't know just genuine way i'm not saying things can't be like adult themed or like you know dirty and stuff like that it's just like i for some reason don't like those things if there's not some sort of deep genuine emotional connection to it and um i i take it really seriously so i think like the hope was romantic like that you're right the genuine connection like it didn't feel forced like these few people were just simply two souls in love. I I never thought of it like that before you mentioned it, Kinsey. But like you know, in a lot of romance movie stories, we see like there you know it definitely is more adult oriented. And this child uh, or it's not a children's movie. It's safe for children to watch, but the love because it's genuine. Like it can still be enjoyed by adults. And it didn't have to be, like, dirty or get too, like, adult content for you to see the genuine connection and love that was there that, like, um, they had getting to know each other and, you know, some of the hiccups that happened throughout their relationship just from their own inhibitions and they still loved each other and want to be there for each other. It's like, that's something that transcends towards, you know, any age audience, I feel like. Yeah. I need to talk about that when one of the story points is that Sophie you know, gets turned into an old woman. <laughs> yes. I think that was really cool. I mean, um, it is said in the movie, like, like the lore, that he, since he's a wizard, he can see past the magic, and he knows mm-hmm. that she's not an old woman. Um, but I, I feel like there's more to his character about why he loves her. I mean, he starts off as a narcissistic man who only wants to be with the most beautiful girl in the world. And, like, he goes after beautiful women. Yeah. So the fact that he goes after Sophie and he ends up falling in love with her for who she is, um, instead of treating her the way he's treated her in the past, which is going on dates, fucking around, and then leaving. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's obvious he's got to like her for something else than that because he doesn't try to fuck her or get with her that quickly or anything like that. Yeah, and he's so, like, like identity so important to, like, him, whether it's, like, external or internal. He's like, I have to look the best. I have to be with the best. Well, but he's not... Like, meeting those genuine connections, like, he is. Like, you're right, he's just leaving them. I've seen uh, theories, um, after you showed me the movies for the first time, you know, kind of like a, any Studio Ghibli movie where there's, like, um, stuff was written so mystically that, like, there's still some mysteries to the story of things that, like, maybe you didn't mm-hmm. think about the first time or, like, tie together the first time you watched it. But, um, because, like, and I'll bring this up maybe a couple times with some of the theories I've heard, but when... 
Sophie tells Howl to come find me. I've heard that because, like, he all he saw was, like, a beautiful woman. So, like, the theory is, like, he looks around for a beautiful woman trying to find Sophie. Oh, that's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. That's actually not a theory. That's He did find her so beautiful that that's why he's looking around for the prettiest woman. But also, I think it's tied to his current, uh, like, if we're talking about the time loop, his current self-esteem issues where he feels like he needs to be with the most beautiful woman. And the fact that that one was calling out to him to find him in the future, he's like, well, shit, I need to go find her. He's like, mm-hmm. I'll try every single one. You're like, at yeah. the same time, he still does struggle with narcissism and his own, you know, um, inhibitions and self-consciousness that, like, you know, he is kind of still fucking around. Yeah, he is. But okay. you can tell that when he finds Sophie, he realizes that she is the one because he doesn't treat her that way. Like, he really goes about it in a completely different mm-hmm. uh, way. He ghosted the Witch of the uh, Waste. Or waste. Waste. The Witch of the Waste. Forever. When he you did. first showed me that and those bad guys turned said, into those I little slime figures, like, right at the intro, I was like, Kenzie, what are we watching? I thought it was a romance. Those little slime guys just showed up. <laughs> did they come after them, too? They fill up the they're streets scary. and shit? They are very scary. It's like their energy. They just, like, they show up and they're like, no spine. Just, just yeah, yeah, so let's talk about... <laughs> Let's talk about the first fucking five, ten minutes of the movie where, you know, I enjoy it. Like, it, it's tropey and it's done again and again, but it's because the fans want it. Where you have, like, the normal girl, like, no powers, nothing mm-hmm. too special to her. She's just living her day, day-to-day life. And this, like, magical, mystical man shows up and, like, sweeps her off her feet. And that whole That's yeah, like a Cinderella story. Yeah, like, the men, like harassing her and trying to you know flirt with her like very creepily and she's like no nah, i'm fine i'm cool and they're like about to like be more forceful with their you know harassment and he just shows up he's like there you are i was like i will say i don't i tend to not like the pick me girl vibe i really don't think she's a pick me girl right. if anything i actually she's like she acknowledges that other girls you know dress up or do more stuff but like, I'm content being how like, I am, though. I'm how I am. Um, yeah. But but she's like, I can tell that people do like when girls dress up like that. But she has no animosity towards those girls. Like, she loves her sister. What's her sister's name? The blonde it's one? Relevant. Yeah, I she don't works think in the she's bakery. a pick like, girl She's, like, not jealous of her sister at all. She's like, I can see why people like her. And, you know, you know she's very beautiful. But when I say normal, everyday girl, I definitely am not even talking about in the human realm. I'm talking about in the realms of magic and fantasy. Like, I'm talking about a human girl just doing her normal everyday things like she works at a hat shop oh i know it's yeah. just you had brought up the cliche and i do think that's a really okay. good thing to point out that in a lot of fantasy stories that they try to make this plain girl that nobody likes but all of a sudden this beautiful magical man who's the most beautiful man in the world likes her and i think that's fine i'm not saying a man wouldn't like a plain woman i'm just saying it definitely seems like it's geared towards an audience an audience of women who tend to have a hate for women who can express themselves or who are confident in themselves yeah. what i think both kinds of women are just as beautiful yes. there's just as much like value in either of those kinds of women if you want to be a more like you know homebody or like dress like a little bit more humbly or whatever you however you would describe it chiller you know not you as extravagant as long as you're doing it because it's like innately you and, like that's how you're you and, and don't hate on those girls that like want to dress up the way they want to dress up coming from the um you're making a good like point that, that sophie's comfortable with that she's so comfortable with it she does not look at her sister and she's not like i'm jealous she's like I she does have self-conscious issues, but it's not picky. Yes, it has to do with just, like, valuing her as an individual. She's like, I don't want to wear sparkly dresses. I don't want to wear a big-ass fancy hat. And not because I think I'm better than other people, just because that's not who Sophie is, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And I I do really like that about her. It's one of the only kind times I've seen that trope used that it actually doesn't align with the pick me girl mm-hmm. thing. I I feel like she's not a pick me girl, you know. Yeah, I remember being a kid seeing House Moving Castle from a dif- uh, distance, not knowing it was a romance at all. All I had seen about it is that this like you know beautiful woman gets transformed into this old lady, and I for some reason as a kid that really freaked me out. I was like, that sounds like a scary story. I was like, what? What? And then when you watch it. She she's like, holy shit, I'm old. And then she's like, dang, well, let's go freaking figure this out. And then the only complaint she really has is she's like, my back hurts. But she's like, my bones hurt. She, yeah, she she really don't give a shit. I think I'm glad that you guys showed me Spirited Away first. I think if I would have watched Howl's and she would have turned to old lady and didn't question it, I would have been very confused. I'd be like, what is this film you're, I'm watching? That was my first experience watching Ghibli movies. Like, I didn't know that that was the Ghibli movie. Either. Like, that's the concept. Like, it I is think the quirky, that, right. weird that's stuff. Good Spirited Away is such have. a great way just to break the ice. It's such weird yeah. shit happening. Yeah, and I've seen half of Spirited Away and I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching, but I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys showed to me, I was like, oh, it's like this quirky art style, like the things that happen, like I, you don't question it. So, like, when I watch Howl's, I was like, I'm not questioning the fact that she's now an old lady and is this. Yeah. I don't like people when they watch a Studio Ghibli movie. They take it almost too seriously, yeah. as well as I think America Hollywood has a very specific way of storytelling, and it's worked for a long time. But to have a narrow-minded point of view about, like, you know, the fucking point of certain scenes, like I do think that shit's important. But I feel like we go along the same fucking storyline yeah, like, in the, the same way of telling a story. The relevance is not that she's old. The relevance is that, like, he still, like, appreciates her for how she is, even though yeah. she's old. Like, I almost feel like when people critique Studio Ghibli movies specifically too harshly, I think it's, like, low-key, like, a little bit racist. Because you're not even, like... No, 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 hear me out. It I think, is. I, think I agree. That, yeah, you're being way too critical about that way of telling the story, which is just a very unique, artistic way. Like, animation doesn't have to be... Mm-hmm. save the cat every time in my opinion it can just be art and it can still tell a story and move you i think people just like, put logic into it too much yeah yeah i it, think people follow the stupid ass hero's journey that we've seen in all western media yeah over and over and over again and they're like why don't i get to know exactly why there are frog men that speak exactly. at speed away <laughs> because fuck off there are that's exactly. why exactly the people why, want why it. are there soot, soot men soot little sprites because there are yeah and they're cute and they have a job to do, and that was their purpose. And it's cool, too, when you watch a movie, you don't know why, and it's not explained, but then, like, that, one, at least mysteriousness, and two, there are actually a lot of reasons and lore and shit, but, like, we don't have to tell you in the story. Yeah, there just... still can be lore, but I yeah. think I think uh, not a lot has to of be Americans explained. get really, like, hooked on, uh, they get uh, stuck on the fact of, like, what kind of story is this if there is not, like, you know, Marvel-esque, like, a person that comes from poverty who learns they have innate ability and then learns that there's a bigger threat that they have to defeat. That is and such the a boring way. And then they rise again. And then the, 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 it's yeah. so, you always know what's going to happen. You always know what's going to happen. Yep. You know? And uh, I was watching a clip of an interview from James Cameron talking about Avatar. And everybody was telling him that the flight scene where him, uh, the Jake Sully, and is it Natiri? What's her name? Natiri. Yeah, yeah. They fall in love during that flight scene. And they're like, okay, cool. We get it. They fell in love. The scene's still too long. It was like, you know couple minutes straight and he's like i don't care people want to see this people want to see people want to experience their life yeah. they want to sit down and watch a sunset watch this beautiful yeah. like you know world that was created these creatures that were created like we just want to enjoy it like i don't have to have a fucking reason for everything and i think that that, that was just a side gripe we can get back to talking about house moving castle but when people like you said you watch it for the first time uh studio ghibli movies and realize that like there's no point in questioning it because like that's just what it is and 
when people critique it too much and they're like, well, the, the plot don't make sense. The characters, like, it's just like, shut up. Like, at the end of the day, it does make sense if you just fucking watch the movie and, oh, like, yeah. watch, like, consume it. You don't have to question it from the start. Like, yeah, true, I was just like, she's an old lady. Critical. And kids was like, yeah, she's an old lady. I was like, okay, let's keep going. Like, obviously, exactly. obviously she's going to not be an old lady at one point. I will continue to watch the movie. Or she doesn't want to be. Yeah, so that was a long try to figure out how not Yeah, to. exactly. Yeah. It's a long side tangent, but I feel very passionate about You're, it. My first intro of House was when we did a glass painting. You brought over like three off. different images of House, and I was like, "Who is this man?" Because I had like one with him with like one color hair, and one with him with blonde. I was like, "You're like these are the same people." Because like the one was literally like from the beginning of the movie, the one was from the end of the movie. So we had like uh, brown hair, blonde haired, and then we had the gray hair and the blue hair. And I was like, "What is happening?" And you did the one of them at the intro where they're flying, and that scene, which you told me at the time, is like so adorable, so magical. He's just like floating in the air with her. The way he's holding her. The way, they're, the way they're floating <laughs> to my first point I was bringing up, like, you know, obviously, like, I, and, and you didn't think I meant pick me, but I'm talking about, like, a non-magical girl, mm-hmm. you know, she's going about her everyday life and meets a very mystical, beautiful, That's how I expect myself to fall in love. Man, like, me too. And he he floats you away, he takes you away from you, floats you away, sends you off on your day, like, have a nice day, like, you know, see you later, mm-hmm. like, kind of vibes, and you're, she's just, like, dumbfounded. Yeah, stars in her eyes, like me too, bitch. If I was her, <laughs> yeah. Like, I like. How you feel when you first saw that, Kenzie, as the one that introduced? First of all, us? I was in your dorm room, and Carrie had put on that movie, and apparently they really liked that movie, and they. I didn't watch it with you the first time, by the way. I know, I know. Okay. I'm telling you, when I first just saw a glimpse of it, okay. and it was that scene specifically was when I first saw the, the movie. Uh, I hadn't seen the whole movie, like. like uh, preface guys I, I didn't watch it that night I had places to go I had homework to do the night before so I was not able to stay and watch uh, this movie but I'm like about to leave and I see Carrie put on this movie and it is the scene where they just float up really high in the air wait, wait, what was it but yeah yeah because he was getting them out of there yeah he's getting them away from you know the slime ball crazy bitches and he like projected them into the sky and all of a sudden they're like floating down as if they had like an air balloon tied to them, like they look like they're floating. Obviously, like, I'm just saying, like so light. Like it wasn't like, like a, a parachute. It was like a. It was a parachute. Like it was light. Yeah, yeah like a higher balloon. Dude. And like you can see, like the light air pushing up against his jacket. Not intense. Not like they're falling. And like the way he was holding her hands, like lightly, like not even holding her. He was guiding her, bitch. And she's like just so like amazed that she's floating. But the way he's looking at her and the voice of his, the sound of his voice, how he's talking to her. I was swept off my feet <laughs> yeah. by a fake man. And I said, what the fuck is this? I was like, please don't tell me this is a short you found on YouTube or some little thing somebody made just for fun that absolutely stole my heart away. And and Carrie was like, no, this is a movie. This is Housemaid Castle. You're like, I'm coming back to borrow this bitch and from I said, I'm borrowing this shit? <laughs> I'm watching this. And it's all I thought about until I watched the movie. And then that's all I thought about for about three months um, was the movie. But mm-hmm. yeah, that scene itself, I felt like I had physically been brought up in the air with her. So fucking And beautiful. I know Miyazaki is a man, but that shit looked like it was written by a woman, the way it was directed, and the way whoever chose Christian Bale to be yes. speaking is yeah. how, you know? Christian Bale's yeah. a nice choice. I think that's like, you know, you're pointing out all the delicate choices that were made in the chemistry building for that romance, whereas, like, you know, we see in a, you know, a lot of, like, we, we like to joke about, you know, sometimes my taste in romance. I'm like, dang, I just want to get to the good parts. And y'all are like, <sighs> slow down. And enjoy enjoy the it. damn slow burn. And I burn. think that the fact that it's kind of an all-audience kind of romance, you know, might be one of the reasons why he, you know, had those tastes. But, like, he still had them. 
still had the power to write that. Mm-hmm. I like how after she was an old lady, she was just like, okay, well, I will get up and go on my mission. She literally woke her ass up and was like, pack my bag, go find how. That's what I, I gotta know. do. She went so far There out were no there. questions asked. She was just like, okay, yes, this is what we gotta do now. Yeah, she, she was up an she was old like, lady with a mission. Knock, 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 bitch. Yeah, she knew that like the reason why she was old was how I was doing because the old lady said something about how. Yeah. The, the old, sorry, I watched it recently and the old lady was like, "He will be mine." I'm kidding. <laughs> or was she after the witch of the waste? Like, the witch of the waste popped on in and was it. like, basically, she had said, "You're fucking around with how, and you're not allowed to have him." Yeah. Like she said it pretty shortly too. She didn't say, go into detail, and Sophie was like, didn't even say anything about how. She's like, "What?" And she's like, "I thought the door was locked." And then all of a sudden, the witch <laughs> was like. Bam, you're old as fuck. Yes. And then she slithered away and said, ha, 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 ha. So I'm talking about, like, <laughs> like <laughs> when Sophie set out, she didn't say, I'm looking for the witch. She said, I'm looking for her house. I'm looking for how? Really? Yeah, she went oh, straight yeah. to Howl's house. Okay. She said, why the fuck am I an old lady? Yeah. Like, what'd you do that to me for? That little old kid. Oh, the she, old kid was like, yeah. So then Hello, she, madam. she finds, we're kind of telling a synopsis, but it's kind of funny that way, too. She finds Turnip Man. She didn't find Turnip Man yet, did yeah. she? Yes, yeah, she oh, did. You're right. Fuck you. Hold I, on. No, she was looking for a walking I was picturing, stick. I wasn't picturing the moving castle. I was picturing the, like, yeah. the building you in the city. You fast forward. I apologize. She went to the waste, in case you guys didn't know. Yeah. She was in the direction of the waste, because they said that's where the witches and wizards are. Don't you remember the yeah. man at his house? He's like, don't go there. That's where the witches and wizards are, man. Don't go to the waste. You'll never come back. And she's like, ah, bye. And she's like on the back yeah. of that cart. Yep. They take her to the waste. She's, she's like, this is as far as I'll go. And she finds Turnip Head. Because yeah. she picks him up and it's some magic ass <laughs> stick. I remember being so annoyed around. by the character. I was like, "What well, the fuck is happening?" Then he with found this her a cane. Help the old lady yes. out. I was like, "How nice of you!" And then she's like, "Can you find me a place to sleep?" And he's like, and "I'll he be right back." Away. And he, he, he brings the fucking castle to her mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah, yeah. She was, but she didn't know when she was coming back. So she got up and she started walking. She's like, "Well, hopefully, bring something." If she does, he does not. Got to make you know. I gotta keep making uh, progress. Mm-hmm. So she's walking up the hill and he pulls up with the castle. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck is this thing? This chicken-ass looking castle. Chicken legs. And chicken frog looking motherfucker castle. Yeah, frog looking motherfucker, yeah. And hops on in. And, uh, and that's when she meets Calcifer. She's like, I guess this is enough. Mm-hmm. She's like, bye, Turnipen. Sorry about that. See you later. That's that's when we don't see Turnipen for a while. And she walks in and meets Calcifer. Calcifer starts. Attitude <laughs> problems, and he's, he's got to fight about everything. Kids, that like, fire sign Who would I be in House Moving Castle? Howl or Sophie? We're all like Calcifer. I would be Calcifer. <laughs> <laughs> Who's also Howl? Yeah, Kaylin. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> why would you actually? Hold he's on. not For a movie. He's why not would you Howl? He's just it's holding he's... Howl's heart. He is Howl. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. he's not. He's, he is Howl's heart. He's, he's holding his heart. I so thought he was heart, his heart. No, 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 no. Let me tell you guys. Okay. <laughs> Calcifer is a star. Yeah. And he was a falling star about to die. Mm-hmm. And Hal was like, I will be a vessel for you and make sure that you don't die if you take my feelings away from me. And Calcifer was like, okay. So he swallows the star. Mm-hmm. And Calcifer holds his heart. He's the keeper of his heart. I so think that in he a does- sense that you could still say Calcifer is a part of Hal then. Because he, his no. heart is what's keeping him alive. Well, no, the heart is what's keeping uh, uh, how alive? Not Calcifer. is just holding it. Like Calcifer is like, think of like a dragon watching gold. Like he's not the gold; he just watches the gold, so no one steals it or fucks with it. Okay. So then, at the end, we're already fast forwarding, but I have to explain this to you guys. At the end, when he takes his heart back, well, Calcifer is allowed to leave because he's not in charge of the heart anymore. Yeah. 
bam, he gets to survive as a star, right? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, because Ghibli likes to fuck with us, Calcifer uh, himself was not able to save himself when he's falling from the sky. You know, like, he needed something to help him, and Owl happened to be there and was like, yeah, but I like deals. He's so, like, I don't need these emotions anyways. Take yeah. them. He's like, I got a problem. You got a problem. Let's help each other. Mm-hmm. And so he basically kind of made Calcifer in charge. Like, he forced him to take his heart so that he didn't have to deal with it. Wow. I would say that Calcifer did slightly keep him alive by hope, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't just survive without your heart. I think it was the symbolism, really, is what they were trying to say. Yeah. Is that Calcifer... So he's like, if I die, how Like, the connection of them. Yeah, yeah. Because he is holding his heart, so essentially he's letting Hal live without a heart in his body around um, while he holds it. So if you killed Calcifer, you weren't really killing Calcifer. You would be you would be destroying the vessel that is holding Owl's heart. Yeah. Think of it as like an incubator. Like you turn the incubator off, shit's not warm anymore. I have a question. Eggs die. How? Uh, this is a dumb one. So like you know, if I don't know the answer, please don't roast me. Um, <laughs> shut up, Ryan. Me if he doesn't of ways to have his you. heart in him, how does he fall in love with Sophie? Um. Okay. I think the whole point was that Howl thought, oh. I can just simply remove my emotions and I will never feel them. Think about how people repress their emotions. If I repress my emotions, I will never have to deal with them. But mm. when your emotions are brought to the surface and you have no choice, aka just because Calcifer had his heart doesn't mean that he couldn't ever have feelings for Sophie. It's just that he was choosing to repress his feelings for things, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, let's say for 10 years you repress that, you know, family member died. Well, when you choose to open up your heart again and have to, like, address that you're going to feel the pain that you you ran away from for 10 years also so, I, I just came up with a little theory too that like calcifer did grow fond of sophie he's like look she loved this word people like, yes yeah, that's so, what that like, means yeah people have said that it's like proven that since he has his heart he obviously holds his feelings he knows his feelings so it's like isn't this great Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's trying to convince him, like, we should keep her around. Uh-huh. Remember, like, that's his own heart kind of speaking through Girl. Calcifer. Um, but Calcifer wanted nothing to do with Sophie. At so, first? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Who let her in here? You just walk in here? You just walk in like you And they made place? a deal. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was nice. I, you know, he has to do Julian. You don't get to know every rule, right? So I could totally see that because he holds his heart and because magic's weird, that he probably essentially can, you know, feel Hal's emotions or, like, you know, relay some of Hal's real emotions because he's the one holding the heart. You know, if that makes sense to me. It's kind of like literally giving somebody a life and you're like, I don't know this anymore, so you feel the feelings and don't tell me about often them. Often when Hal was, like, frustrated, it, like, was reflected in the imagery of Hal's ear. I'd like to talk about the scene when Hal showed up with his orange hair and how devastated he was. <laughs> I remember I was like, Kinsey, but he looks good. He oh, still he looks, looks so good, good with the orange hair. Why is he? This the man just has... gave up on his life. It's literally Kinsey when she like can't put on to get the outfit or like if she was to fuck up her <gasps> hair or her makeup or anything. She, like he like is like I will just die. I will simply melt away because my hair looks like garbage and I'm ugly. And what there's no point of living now that I'm ugly. <laughs> the <laughs> undertones <laughs> of this movie and the romance story is that you know like first of all from the beginning Sophie has insecurities and then when. He has that breakdown, like, I'm not beautiful anymore, I don't deserve beautiful things, and I might as well just not live. Like, it's this, you know, almost fear of, you know, one another because they are fearing that they're not good enough for one another. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's one of the underlying storytelling points. He's so romantic. And they're so patient <laughs> with each other. Because I think, I don't think that's a fear that somebody should be villainized for, is not feeling good enough. And maybe running away from it, and not feeling good enough. Um, <laughs> because if you know where those feelings are coming from, 
why can't you empathize with that person? Why, like, they're yeah. not leaving you or not feeling good enough for themselves because they don't want you. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever had a crush on someone and you never made the shot because you didn't feel good enough? Yeah, or you were very afraid of being rejected because you were like, I would never reject you. There's so much about you that I but love. But you idolize them so much and you're like, oh my god, you're so I great. would never do that. I'm not. can't really. You would never yeah. be afraid of telling somebody that you like them? Nope. Oh. Yeah, okay. That's wild. That's why <laughs> that y'all have these insecurities, huh? Yeah, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I mean, also, I do think there's a level of, like, when this is a really immature love, where there's possessiveness with love, where mm-hmm. they're like, I have to have this person. Because I think, um, you know, you're like, oh, well, that's proof that they love me. When real love is like, I love myself to know that I'm deserving of your love, but I also love myself to know that you you are not an object. You're not something I can keep or hold or tell what to do. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't want to be with me, I could still love you for who you Some are. Some real life people don't fucking get that. It's oh, like, yeah. if you're not a hopeless romantic and, like, you didn't grow up reading, like, fan fiction or just, like, rom-com stuff, like, you're not really gonna get it. Or if you're an air sign, you're not really gonna get <laughs> it. Or, or if you're an air sign, you will be perpetually a whore. Yeah. So it's like, you don't really get it. But, like, it, it's like, that's what people want. They want, like, that genuineness of, like, a soul connection, not just, like... So then we get to the the fucking... Oh, wait, before we skip to that, the scene where Sophie's asleep and Hal comes up and, like, says goodnight to her and he's, like, all gentle and sweet with her. He's just such a kind man. Oh, my God. He's so soft. It's he's like, so feminine. Because Hal's, like, he has to kind of guard up the whole time. You know, he's heartless, basically. But there's those moments where he is so genuine, such a sweet soul. And that moment right there, I remember you telling me, you were like, that's when you explained the whole, like, theory about, like, him seeing through the magic. I was like, if he... So first I was like, he loves her, and she's an old-ass lady. And you're like, yeah, but he can see through it. I was like, I was like oh think about this. God. Think about this. So her insecurities with her, the magic that was cast on her mm-hmm. first, is uh, is shown to the world, right? She's shown as ugly old woman, yeah. right? Obviously, she's not actually an ugly old woman. It represents, and it's been said in the movie, it represents her insecurities. Yeah. She will stay an old woman until she recognizes that she is beautiful, not based off of other beauty standards, right? Yeah. Powell does the opposite. He covers himself up in beauty, and his true sense of self is that monster, that bird that he runs away from, that mm-hmm. Sophie is so obviously accepting of him. Yeah, we forgot the elephant in the room. Believe. That bird was like the elephant in the room, because I was like, we gonna talk about that? And you were yeah. like, hold on. I was like, wait. Yeah, so that's what that represents. <laughs> is like they both have things mm-hmm. about them that they're not proud of, but they show it in different ways. Powell represses it. Yeah. She, like, almost blatantly cries about it. All- no, she doesn't actually cry, but she's like, I'm At never At one point, gonna- she does cry about it. I know she does. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, she, because her confidence is not high, because there is no confidence, yeah. it's shown. He has such fake confidence that he covers himself with it, but they both have self-image issues, like, self-confidence yes. issues. I mean, I think I'd cry, too, if I turned into a bird. So, like, <laughs> so, like, he, when she's sleeping... And he sees her, he's just like, you're so beautiful, you're such a great person, you don't even know. Mm-hmm. When she sees him as a bird, she's like, you don't need to be perfect to be loved. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's it's, so it's the exact same dichotomy of each other, but, you know, they express it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's so cute. That's a good it's fucking like, scene to bring up, by the way, because yeah. like, mine actually happens right after that. It's like making it known that he's like, I, like I've been through that, and I, I, I want you to know that it's okay. You know? I know! Well, it's like an understanding, a mutual yeah. understanding, but... Neither when the other is conscious. It's like the, even just like in the present world, like you know, like you're like I've had a hard upbringing, Ryan. I could talk to you about that same fucking situation. Yeah. It's like I can relate to you, but like maybe we're too emotional about it. So you just talk about it so subtly. You're like, yeah. Yeah, I just so think have, they both do it. Sorry, yeah, I just think they both do that for each other. I think it's so I agree. sweet, but it they is. do so subtle because they're both so ashamed of their own pain that literally accurately depicts the others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So we have the internal romance conflict. Now we have the external war and the obligation <laughs> that Hal is under to go serve the <laughs> royal I'm family. Sorry, that was such a jump. That was so funny. <laughs> no, no. But here's the thing. But the you war. Because it was like an elephant in the room. Like you're like watching this cute romance, and then all of a sudden this war happens. He's like, I'm like, I forgot the royal that there was family. legit I have bombs. to show up. I'm too afraid yeah. to go. And when Sophie said that she'd go for him, he was so happy. He's like, you're gonna do that for me. And when he went. He ended up going there. It was funny because he was dressed as the general. But wait, you're skipping the dog walking up the stairs. <laughs> well, oh, that was well real quick, let me finish this part. Like, he couldn't have gone alone. He had to have Sophie there because she supported him and kept him together and mm. kept him from falling apart and getting taken from this woman. Yes. Okay, we can go back to the dog. I remember watching, I was like, is, is Hal the dog? And you guys were saying, I was like, the dog's Hal, right? And you guys were like, no. I was like, I was like, why is the dog so important? Like, is it Hal? Like, Hal's secretly there is the dog, right? And She's you guys like, were like, no. literally talking like, to him like, he's Hal. This dog is important. I don't know what it is, but like, something's up with the dog I mean, yes. the, she was talking to him she thought it was how but it was actually just and then the witch of the, the weast pulls witches. up she's like oh hello the witch you of the weast. ugly hag <laughs> the witch of the weast witch of the weast pulls up in her little you know box carriage and she's like you know ew, ew, that's hanging out with my- when the slimes were like falling dragging her up there like when they were yeah. holding her and they were that like that whole scene's oh. gross <laughs> and then the bitch had to get the stairs and her 20 twins came out she walks up and she's like, she's, she's tired. She's like, how's my boy Howl? Can we talk about how Sophie helped her up the stairs? Yeah. I wouldn't have. Um, wait, so didn't like, no magic, no magic was allowed. Yeah. And she still looked like, okay, because this is the funny thing, is that he does this weird transition where when she's walking up the stairs, she does already look old and gross. And I thought maybe it was because the magic was wearing off of her because they don't let it allow magic. That's what I thought it was. But then, remember when the witch takes all of her magic away, she makes her even even older? older. So I think it was just like a gradual transition of this fake, young, sexy woman that she tries to be. She's already losing her magic as she's walking Mm -hmm. up the stairs, and then, you know, it was the final thing. I think that's like if if you take on makeup and then walk up a mile of stairs, you're going to sweat it off. But then she took all her magic away and made her look even older than she really is. Well, okay, here's, here's my theory. How thought she was a beautiful woman? He said, turns out she's not. And so <laughs> I think that she, I think her true self is that even older woman. But okay, I think right. she uses the magic. She's like, it's almost like Mother Gothel. But like, Mother you know, Mother sense. Gothel doesn't look like a 20 year old. She almost looks oh, like a 40 year old. Yeah. Like, I think that the, my theory with it is that's as young as she can make herself look. And how saw through it, he's like, so I think she's just like glamour, and then when she took the magic away, it's not that she made her she even did older. She say that. She did say the old lady said that this was her true self. She said, "I just took away what she the, mm. the magic she doesn't have anymore." So I actually agree with you with a very similar Mother Gothel, uh, you know, esque thing. Mm-hmm. That's the youngest she could make herself with magic, and then as her magic was being taken away from her, it was getting closer and closer to her true age of who she is. So we don't see a we see a few clips from the war and the battles but like i i they, it was all over that prince i was like what was going on again and it was yeah. all over the lost prince Wait, can we talk about when they go talk to the yeah. to the fucking high witcher yeah kind of queen? when she pulls out them stars that start dancing la, in a circle i was like scared i was like what the fuck the first time i watched it, i was like they good they bad people get like, tattoos in that scene and i'm like that scene was freaky why are you get that i mean it's cute it's a nice subtle like you don't know what it is like kind of tattoo and cute little stars that's why i was so conflicted i was like you're singing scary you're kind of cute but now you're dancing demonically and mm-hmm. i'm scared girl i thought it was funny because like the little general guy shows up you know behind sophie and then uh 
she calls in the other general guy and then she's like how's it going how and he's like you know i reported just like you said i was supposed to he puts his arm around sophie oh yeah yeah, yeah. it was funny and this and then sophie's like you that dog is not you <laughs> <laughs> she, she was so shocked she's like gosh but yeah so then we cut back and they're like in that war scene where they're like they're at a new place like the, the well castle so is. actually he stays behind to you know trail off the guards yeah. send sophie with the ring back to the castle um I think after that it's the climax, yeah. Yeah, like the castle but moves. I, and... Yeah, so the castle's moving, um, and the thing is, she's freaking out. She's like, "We have to help Howl mm-hmm. because he's in danger. He's not going to survive. He really wasn't going to survive. Like, that bitch was totally." Oh dead. wait, he gave her the flowers. He gave her the fucking flower. Okay, okay before the flower, before she the the climax, <laughs> before the climax, um, he did. He was trying to show her, like, you know, you can stay here, you'd be safe. I made this like, extra little... Why do I have this feeling that you're going to go away and never come back? That's when that was. Mm-hmm. Well, Because he was going to be a permanent bird. <laughs> uh, yeah, or he's going to die, you know, yeah. anyway. Basically, no more how. Bye-bye, how. And she was like, don't leave, please. Like, I can help you, how, please. Right. Um, anyways, he ends up leaving because he said, I have shit to do anyways. That freaks her the fuck out. Oh, wait, before he leaves, he drops her off. He's like, okay, if you guys don't feel safe, because it's, there's not enough magic here, let's go station the castle so that it's not moving. They bring it to the shoe shop, I mean the hat shop, mm-hmm. and he's like, now stay here. It's not safe to leave. They have their little kiss, and he's got little feather wings and all that shit, and he leaves. And she's like, this fucking bitch, I can't do that. So then uh, um, she cuts her hair off. Gives it how? Give, gives it to Calcifer. Okay, sorry, same thing. Uh, um, wait, actually, no, what happened was, is they already tried to, what happened? The castle fell apart first, the first time. And then the second time, she's like, can you get this to move? And he was like, I can't get this, like, to move. I need something. And she's like, what about, he's like, one of your I eyes know, will work. what I was saying, though, is so, so, so Hal oh. had stationed it at that mm-hmm. house shop, that hat shop, right? And she's like, no, we still need to help him because they were being attacked by all those, like, monster things and all that shit. So mm-hmm. she got, she's like, Calcifer, what do I need to get you to get us the fuck out of here? Because bombs were falling and all that shit. And Calcifer was like, like, bitch, I need, I need a sacrifice, bitch. Well, actually, before that, he had gotten up on his legs and they were walking, but he still wasn't strong enough. So then that's when she gave him the hair. Okay. And it was powerful enough, but then the witch took, remember he was all like, you're so powerful enough. And then yes, the, and the, the old wicked witch of the waste. there. She's like, how's it's hard? And he, she picks it up, and she's like, bitch, give it back! <laughs> <laughs> she's like, so just give me back the heart. And the witch is like, no! And she's on fire! She's on fire holding his heart! She's like, ah! She's like, I her. finally got his heart! But she's like, also in pain, so... She got her jiggly, wrinkly ass, like, whole... castle falls apart, and they fall down yeah. the ravine, and some random-ass hole pops out of nowhere when, when Sophie gets up from the ground, and she's sad as fuck because the castle's falling apart. She goes in that hole, and that's when she time travels and sees Baby Howl. Yes. In the hole, eating the heart scene and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yes. And she's like, confined me. And then, no, that is when they make, I think, like a two-legged version. Because they had like a medium-sized version at first. And he was holding, like, it was like a very small version of the cow. They literally had like a two Yeah, like just enough to get them to move the, the door. Oh, is that when she gives him her hair? So, the big castle falls apart, mm-hmm. or you know, gets bombed, whatever the fuck it was, and then he's like, I can't do anything with this shit, like, you know, Sophie. And that's when the hair happened. Medium-sized version. The witch thing happened. 
and then um they make like a little two legged version. Oh, but how just does enough she to get like. <gasps> Hal comes over. Okay, so the two legged version is currently walking around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like janky. She's like walking. She's around. in the past. She comes out of the door, and she sees Hal there as a bird when she comes out of that black hole mm. after seeing that you know past thing. And Hal is sitting there like a weird one legged bird, all like, like dying. You remember that? Yeah. And she's like, Hal. I know how to help you. Oh my gosh. I wish I was here sooner. She gives him a kiss on his dead bird face and he flies <laughs> away with her. She's standing on his foot. He brings her to two legged house. Remember? He drops her off yeah. there. Turn a man's like there. out as a, as a bird. And then she's like, I know how to help you. She's like, Miss bitch, give me that heart right the fuck now. Literally. And, literally. The, and the witch was like, No. And she's like, I don't want to give it to you. And she's like, Please, don't you want to help How? Bitch, <laughs> he's dying. And she's like, she gives her the heart. And then Miss Sophie goes, slaps that heart in him. And he, he she's like, you're going to deal with all this shit. Mm-hmm. All these emotions you can run away from. But remember, the thing falls apart, by the way, at the last moment when she put mm-hmm. the heart in. And they're like, they fall and they land on like this big sheet of wood that they were already sitting on, like in a crack. Luckily, they don't fall to she's their like death. She's like crying. Yeah, and she's like, oh my god, how? And then Mr. Turnip Man pops in. Oh my god. One of us. Guys, I need that alarm to remind me to take the trash out. Like, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, like, everything's fine. He's he's alive. But then Mr. Turnip Man, like, why? Oh, she kisses Mrs. Mr. Turnip Man, and she, he's oh. like, I've been waiting for the love of my life to kiss me. That's my favorite <laughs> part of the movie, because you think that, you're like, oh, well, that's, like, clearly her. But, like, that bitch don't want him. Yeah, she said, that bitch you. don't want him. It's such a fucking, like, yeah, the fairy he tale where to, he she starts kisses saying him. And, shit. Yeah. He's like, I was in love. And she turns around and kisses him. <laughs> that's like, my favorite part, because you're thinking, like, the classic movie, like, oh, you kissed me, you guys fall like, in love. But, like, she's already in love, dude. Yeah. He said, well, I'm going to go home and tell father to stop the silly war, war that's about me being lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how he turned into Turnip Head. He was under a curse. Yeah. From who, though? From the other side, the people they were at war at. Mm-hmm. I don't Somebody. Who did up. that? We'll have to look it up. I'll look it it's up. It's so funny, though, because, like, yeah, you're having this whole dramatic scene. You're, like, crying with Sophie. And then she's, like, he's alive. And she's happy. And she just casually kisses him. And that man just is there the whole time. Like, the whole fucking movie, he randomly shows up at any given moment. So it's just funny that, like, he actually was relevant at the end of the film. Yeah, I, that is pretty funny. And the funny <laughs> that he was, like, the key to why the war was happening. Yeah. We didn't know jack shit about that war till that man popped like, up. Like, in another universe, uh... Like she wouldn't have found the castle, and maybe she would have just like hung out with Turnip Man for a while, and then that would have that that would have been her story. She would have ended up with Turnip Man. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, <laughs> because Turnip Man looked like a Twinkie, yeah. a a blonde. He was Twinkie. drawn so funky. Funky. Um, and I also think it's funny is that like the love interest she was supposed to end up with was like a prince, a nice guy, the guy that's only helped. Yeah, that's her. the cliche. You know the yeah. the the sister, the boring sister, ends up with the prince. Yeah, but she actually ended up technically with a monster, like somebody who was yeah. like a lot of fucking. Who trauma. was like in like you said the same as her insecure talked about in the same sense that she was also this insecure talked about the town. They were like Sophie's the weird quiet girl when her sisters were just successful. Mm-hmm. And how was the talk of the town? This like, ooh, he's too good for anyone, probably because he hates himself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite things about the movie, besides all of it, is the color. Um, I mm-hmm. am so obsessed with their original color palettes as well as their color palettes they get at the end when they yeah. switch. Like, she's got silver hair and he's got black hair, and their alpha colors change. Like, I feel like 
a lot of movies that try to do that, it'll feel forced, or maybe they're just trying to show, like, death and rebirth or something like that. But, like, their outfit choices reflect who they truly feel like they become or, or that they accept that they are is what I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Like, Sophie isn't a bland person. Also, it's also said that Sophie is a witch, which is why, um, like, she a lot... She could pick up Calcifer. Why she can pick up Calcifer, why she can um, do magic, stuff like that. Like, many of the things that she did that a uh, normal human wouldn't be able to do mm-hmm. in the movie. Uh, but yeah, they literally I, I said they're like, cool. if you take Casper out of the ha- the moving castle, like he'll die. And, and it didn't. And Sophie's just out here chilling with him in his hand. She's gotta be some sort of witch, you know? Yeah, that would make sense. But um, I loved how her hair turned silver and how he said it was like starlight or mm-hmm. something like that. Because I feel like every person is so unique. I truly think that. I'm sure you guys think that too. But like, it was so sad that Sophie felt like she was so bland that there was nothing special about her. When there's something special about everybody, and that hair color change and cutting it short and everything. I feel like really reflected, like you are unique, you are different. I mean, besides like appearance wise, I'm just saying like it was a great way of sh- like showing it physically as a symbol, you know? Did you ever read the books? I tried to read the books. Um, it's like I, there's technically a sequel. Yeah, The Castle in the Sky. Well, I tried to read the first book. I only got like a fourth way through. I didn't really like it. Mm. I feel so, like I had to keep reading from the yeah. like it. So you gotta get through book, that, that little hiccup. Prince Justin, it isn't specified really in the movie how he, it's just he was under a spell. Um, I'm skimming through the book answer and it's very long, convoluted, and it's like different, almost as if like maybe he was was transformed in other things like dogs and stuff. I wasn't paying attention, so I'm sorry, podcast, if like I'm saying the book version wrong, but like I guess the movie version is loosely inspired by the fact that he was transformed into stuff in the book, mm-hmm. but it just said he was under a spell. Prince My impression Justin, was always that like uh he he got cursed either maybe like you think how many witches there are the wicked witch of the waste whatever cursed sophie maybe there was a witch that he just actually did wrong and they were like in the book it, it specified he was looking for wizard solomon and he kept like making deals with wizards and kept getting what an idiot and then he makes deals with wizards multiple the and then like there's different weird but it didn't say that she turned him into a scarecrow and so then i just stopped reading because i'm like I, I why would you ever it. make multiple deals with multiple witches and wizards yeah if they're not pulling through maybe you should that sounds so dangerous yeah mm-hmm. same um <laughs> well would you guys share it again even though we did talk a ton about this movie and i didn't say everything that made me happy and how much i love it but <laughs> i'm sure the listeners understand how much i love it would you share it again um, I really would. I tried telling Liza, my friend who doesn't like animation at all, like not even animation, she's like any type of animation. I was like, I promise you will like it. And she's like, I don't know. I'm going to force her to watch it one day. I think anyone who likes like genuine romance would really like this movie. Yeah, any hopeless romantics I would share it with. If I'm just showing people anime in general and like maybe they don't give me romantic vibes, I would probably pick a different Studio Ghibli movie to introduce them. I would love first. to show Spirit Away to any single person in the whole wide world, but, but I know that people is, wouldn't like it. Would you share this movie? Not if you're going to share it first or anything like that. Like, yeah. is this movie you share? Um, I think with people who would appreciate it, I feel like normie people that don't get it or don't like the pacing, yeah. I would argue that Studio Ghibli movies can be shown to quote unquote normie people. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's like the least people anime. People I know who are normies watch them and they like them. And I, I think, think Studio is made for Castle, the normie audience. Yeah, I think House Moving Castle is top three that you should show to normies. I actually my opinion. What's the other ones? Um, Spirited Away, and I oh, would Ponyo. say I fucking don't like Totoro. I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna say Ponyo. As I think that Spirited Away would be iffy with the normie. I think it's a lot happens. It's very confusing, but no, but actually, it, but no, it has a more story. Yeah, it has a more direct right. storyline. If you're gonna watch Kiki's Delivery Service don't as a normie, your, <laughs> don't waste your time. Um. 
Spirited Away won yeah, you're an right. Oscar or was nominated or something like that. Um, God, I got a fucking movie buff to remember who won Oscar. I think it was the shit. first, like, yeah, I think it was animated. Yeah. Um, the thing about House of the Castle, though, and why I wouldn't recommend it to every normie is I've heard people watch it and they're confused. They're like, how come Sophie's like insecure one second and then when she's an old woman she auto- automatically I think confident. people would question like, any Ghibli movies like that. It and I'm you know like, why she's confident it. as an old woman? Because no one's looking at her. Yeah. She feels happy woman. about that. She feels like as a young woman if she's not uh, you know, uh, dressing a certain way or acting a certain way that people are going to watch her and make it makes her feel uncomfortable. As an old woman she's comfy because no one's looking at her. My point is that same tangent we had earlier is that I feel like some people are just too hypercritical about Studio Ghibli movies. So I'm very selective with who I choose to share them with. But I would argue that yeah, uh, for you to say like Spirited Away ones. would be the first one to show. I would say that Spirited Away could be more uh, like harder to understand or to like break down than House because so much happens in Spirited Away that doesn't necessarily like innately make sense. Yes, like the fucking train. Like literally so much of the train depicts. Like there's I, a lot to Spirited Away I think like, that would be more confusing than I, House. I never brought up like one or the other like my answer was with house moving castle but i would still no, but agree i think earlier that, you like, said i would show spirit away first and that's why i was like i think that i would argue that that's more confusing yeah because i've heard lots of people be like oh well why can't people get tickets to the train and where does the train go and why does it ever tell no you face do this yeah yeah like who the fuck is no face and why is he so important if we don't get to know anything about him like i've heard a lot of people have even more questions mm-hmm. about spirit away but they think it's so cool and bright and colored that i feel like that's why yeah. it's still cool to show people because the overall message at the end of that one was she got with her parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I guess she didn't have to know all the secrets, but um, I feel like I feel like uh, House of Castle answers a lot more questions mm-hmm. than I would agree. Like, yeah. you get to find out why there was even a war. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, you get to find out how like that resolution happens. Like, the prince goes back. But um, I mean, it's an overall yes. I would share it with people. I just it's you know it is an anime, and I already get selective with who I introduce anime like i don't think you're an anime person or would appreciate anime in general like i i don't recommend it to everybody just my closest friends who share very similar hyperfixation gotcha what about you kizzy um i mean i think in general like you said about anime i'm very particular about who i share it to and it's not because it's not good it's because a lot of people are racist about anime they really are um and it upsets me and i'm not gonna waste my time with people who think that way i'm not gonna convince them but uh, I would argue that Ghibli's like an Americanized anime. Oh, quote, something unquote. that is a little easier for people like fucking racist Americans to digest, you know, like to mm-hmm. get a step towards. But yeah, I would show House Moving Castle. I would even recommend it to somebody who hadn't watched anime if they are a romance yeah. 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 person. Yeah, yeah. I'd be that. like, dude, if you are just in for a fixin' and you haven't seen anything like I've told Liza, I was like, you need to watch House, you need to watch your name. Sorry, but you're hopeless romantic, watch these films. And I'm I, sure you don't got I, I actually, you know, I would agree because I remember talking to a coworker and I'm like, you really need to see, like, not you, <laughs> uh, to a different coworker, and I'm like, if you like romance, you should watch, you know, your name. And I could see House Moving Castle as well. You're like, bro, and within the first five minutes, he floats her up in the sky. Like, they're gonna get hooked. It only takes five minutes; they'll see it. You know, you're right. So I think I think I would recommend it more to people than I would other animes because of the multiple qualities that I'd be willing to give You're to right. normies. Uh, House Moving Castle definitely above most animes. Like it's hard to recommend Attack on Titan to every motherfucker who <laughs> had never seen anime before. Like y'all gonna get lost before you even like unless you just before you even meet Levi. They'll be like, ew, mm-hmm. why, are, why are people eating people? You know, like um, right? What are you introducing to us next week? Next week, while we're on this anime train, I'm sharing skate the infinity 
Skate yes. infinity. Yeah, you know, it's not too much of the vibe. It's not really spring summertime, but you know, I figured we could just dive in. They said that I'm the kid in the show. And yeah. I hate them for <laughs> Kenzie's that. Kenzie's definitely the child. I'm not the kid. I'm so excited to watch the this fucking opening oh again, dude. Yeah, the opening's the best, bro. I'm not gonna lie. That's good. At first, I was like, "Is this the Mario?" What are you talking about? This is perfect. When you first started it, like the first couple of boobs, but that is perfect. It's because it's a boob. I think it is. It's a face. You were like boop 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 boop. It's, it's no, oh, like, that's completely different. No, it's like, no but the first couple boop boop boop. So I was like, where's she going with that? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited. Um, it's a fun one. I can't wait till we actually uh, have a lot of listeners watch. If they ever listen to this years from now, we have tons. I'm gonna feel embarrassing that. But <laughs> we're just manifesting. I would, I would, <laughs> I would love to do polls where I'd be like, which characters from this movie or show that we just uh, reviewed do you think each one of us resonate with? Yeah, and keep like, that in mind do- in the future when you're when you're Bro. doing the pull about skate. Kinsey is five feet tall and she is a Sagittarius rising. So if we really break who down who she is, is. I, I just need you guys to really take that into consideration when you're voting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Longa. Shut up. Bitch, shut up. My Virgo moon. Just let me be Longa, bitch. I would Listen, fucking I'm be. I'm Recky. Okay? Yeah, you're Recky. So accept so, and it. And I'll, I'll claim it. I'd be fucking Shadow. Yeah. That's who they'd vote me as. <laughs> Damn. Okay, okay. It's if y'all fine. gonna be Recky and Shadow, then I'll be the child. Yeah. <laughs> I'll accept it if y'all are. I'll actually- fully accept that I do can Recky. Wait, damn, damn. We have like a two tier category. We have. Joe, Cherry, and Longa. And we have Recky, Shadow, <laughs> and, and the child. child. I'm not hating on Recky, the child, or the child. I'm not hating <laughs> on Recky, but like. He's annoying as fuck. He's the worst parts of me. He's <laughs> <laughs> my cancer moon up in here. Cancer moon. Fine. But, okay, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.